Daniela Judge. And I'm Albany Beach. And this is Chats for Change. Today's Let's Get Serious, we're going to talk about a really big issue in New Zealand, which is um, overrepresentation of Māori in the criminal justice system. So this is something that's really interested me at the moment because I've been learning about it at uni. So basically what we're seeing in the justice system is Māori are being sentenced to prison more often than Pākehā are. To put it into perspective, in New Zealand population, we have 12.5% are Māori. The rest are Pākehā or Asian or other cultures. <laughs> but what we're seeing in the prison system is that 51% are Māori. So that is an overrepresentation. It makes us ask the questions of why, you know, why is that there? And what's really interesting is that a Māori man is seven times more likely to get a prison sentence than a Pākehā man. That shows that they are unjustly being treated differently mm. at that sentencing stage. And there is some underlying racism in our court systems mm. and in our justice system. It's coming out with all these facts that all of these Māori people are in prison. Half of them are probably not even... Getting the right sentence because they're being treated unjustly. Yeah. I think you know a lot of people around this kind of discussion, they just go, oh, well, Māori are more likely to commit crime because of socioeconomic reasons, mm. and then they completely don't want to approach the fact that there may be racism yeah, in our justice system. they don't want to go into it and actually talk about it and figure out more reasons why this could be happening. We always say, oh, but racism's pretty much died off, but in New Zealand we actually have a lot of underlying racism, racism. especially yeah. for Māori. It's not blatant. Like, I don't mm. think in New Zealand we have problems, like in America, where they have, you yeah. know, the actual violent acts against them mm-hmm. and, then, you know, killings of people to do with racism from the police system. Thank goodness we don't have that. It's really so affecting yeah. all these people, because they're then yeah. ending up in prison and they're getting looked down and What's really good about the New Zealand police system is that they've realised that they have this problem, so they are trying to work towards getting rid of it. They really would like more diversity in the police force and in the actual justice system itself, so as court judges and stuff. Which comes and ties into the fact that, for a while now, I don't really know how long they've been around, but the government has offered, and it's very easy as a Māori person to get scholarships, and there are many, many scholarships to get into universities, and a lot of people get mad about that, and they get peeved off when in reality this is the government trying to solve and to balance out a problem that's been around for decades by giving people opportunities to go into university and say look you're not just what the society is telling you you are you are actually good enough to be able to go to university and Mm. get a very well degree and you're smart so then they go into the unis and then they're going to end up in jobs in the justice courts in our systems and in the police force and then that is going to actually balance it out it's a multicultural thing if it's just driven by one culture there will be racism there'll be racism so what we um, really want people to take out of this part is that you need to understand that this is a rebalancing that we need to go yeah that's great that Māori do get scholarships because since colonisation unfortunately they've been at a disadvantage in comparison to Pākehā you know and Mm -hmm. they've been taking away their land it does have continuing effects like if you think Mm -hmm. about it it's only like 200 years ago that happened and that's not actually that long in the big scheme of things and the thing is we have pretty much taken away their culture not many people these days know Today, yeah. Not many people know the culture of it. I mean, I remember in primary school we learned some things like how to count to ten in Tadeo, but that's not really happening anymore. And we are taking this culture away. But we've got to remember that this is our roots. These were the people who lived here before us. So therefore, we actually owe them a massive amount of respect. Versus, you know, because we're coming into their home, we're coming onto their land. Yeah. Versus yeah, what's happening now, which is no respect, or at least not enough. It's not blatant. And that's what we're trying to say as well. Is that people disagree with us 
they're like, well, you don't see it. And it's just, it's like an underlying thing that, mm-hmm. that will take a long time to resolve. And I hope yep. that our generation is the ones that will come from this. And you're talking about the cultural lessons that we've had. Mm-hmm. Maori have lost their culture. The government is trying to bring kind of culture back into the justice system. So there's a thing called a rangatahi court, which is a type of marae court. And it's where the offender is accountable to their community for what they've done. And I think that's such a different way to do the justice system. And it's a really awesome way to do it, mm. I think. Yeah, it's a great concept because it means that especially someone who is very tied into that culture and who Mm. feels very at home and loves and respects that community, to be able to go into this court and know that, you know, they are getting sentenced by their community and they are being held accountable for what they have done by their own people. So to wrap this section up a bit, what we really want you to get out of it is to realise that they're is an overrepresentation of Māori in the criminal justice system. Many people might not know that, and that we need to be on board with a balancing out in yeah. our society. And to just in general, that we just need to cut the stereotypes because, yeah. especially us, our age, a teenager, a young youth person going into those working jobs and into the working field of these very, very important systems, cut the stereotypes, go yeah. off their story, not their culture. All right, on to the next segment. We've, we've been, been loving it. <laughs> so this <laughs> section is what we've been loving. Um, so I'll just can I get started with my one or freaking go for it, Denny. Cool. So first of all, what I've been loving is a TV show on TVNZ on demand called For the People. So it's like a lawyery show. Um, I just think it's done really well. It's a good, good way to procrastinate studying. That's for sure. So that pr- that comes out every Wednesday night, and unfortunately, like this, the week after it airs onto TVNZ if it gets rid of it so you have to be quite onto it so it's not like there to binge it's yet. like there on Wednesday night I'm there on Wednesday it. night yeah <laughs> I'm onto it and then the next thing I've been really enjoying is kind of reading poetry more and there's a book that my mum got for me when she was in Melbourne an old poetry book uh, called Love Poems and Other Revolutionary Actions by Bobby Skykes. This is a really awesome book because it was it was published in 1975 and Bobby, she she touches on kind of what Aboriginals dealt with in Australia. And so that kind of draws back to what we're talking about, about Māori and New Zealand. And she just has such beautiful poetry in her language. It is really awesome. And the way she writes is concise as well. It's not, it's not very drawn out. But yeah, so I just recommend reading poetry in general. I just think it's such an awesome way to express sort of society at the time so you know you get a really good look into what life is like in 1975 in Australia as an Aboriginal which is cool. Read one. Read one okay. Neatly pressed dressed crowds lined up to wave flags and babes at the Queen. I could see first your stony eye I knew you weren't here to welcome but to reject the eighth descendant of George III to whose name years ago our land was claimed for him now her and you're magnificent straight as die let me know that this was no country of beaten losers, but proud warriors whose time has almost come. So that's about, obviously, the Queen and mm. the colonisation. It's powerful stuff. Yeah, She's got really beautiful. awesome language. And the last thing that I've really been uh, enjoying, and I rave about this to everyone, honestly. <laughs> so what I do is I buy green tea with berries. So that's the Bell Tea brand. So it's just the tea bag. And I don't really like hot drinks that much. So what I do is I just stick the tea bag with, like, cold water and ice. And I get a straw and just, like, stir it around. And I make, like, an iced tea with it. And it's just really refreshing. Green tea has so many health benefits. It's really 
really good for your metabolism and for clearing skin. And it's got natural caffeine in it. So like me and Albany were talking about last week mm. is that we're really caffeine sensitive. So if we have coffee, we end up feeling really sick. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. And it happens it's to so, a lot of people yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. So many people have it, but um, people deal with it because they want the kick. They want to be able yeah. to um, deal with the day. And I think green tea helps with that. It gives you such a clear mind. Honestly, it's just insane. And you don't really get sick of it because it's such a um, subtle taste as well. Because I've always been someone who's quite scared of green tea because it's Ooh. quite like a bitter taste. But yeah. the green tea with the berry, it kind of cancels it out mm. a bit. It's just, and I just feel like my teeth are really clean afterwards as well. It's just nice. Just go get some. Versus coffee, you feel like you just get yeah. like stained teeth. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I just get so jittery as well with coffee. It's insane. Yeah. It's just yeah. not fun. And I think that's a big thing. Like if you don't feel your best when you're drinking coffee, but you enjoy the kick and that's yeah. the only reason you have it. Try and find something else, like green tea. More natural, yeah. Better yeah. for you and stuff. And what are your favourites, Albany? Alrighty. Well, I have been loving, um, I'll start off with my media, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I've been loving the Spotify playlist, Focus, and usually I don't really branch out, like this kind of thing, I just stick to my own playlist, but recently I've been mm. branching out and I've been loving all the different playlists. The number one one that I found was actually called Morning Motivation. It's just got like a lot of typical songs, but they're quite all quite motivating, which is typical. And I yeah. listen to it in the morning, also typical. <laughs> but it just like really gets me out of bed and I love making my breakfast with it and just like getting ready. I'll just stick my mm. phone in my back pocket and play it and it just gets me going, you know? They're all upbeat songs and they're all fast paced. So if I'm running around the house, I'm least I'm running around yeah. with some music on <laughs> in the background. <laughs> and then um, the other playlist I've been loving, which I listened to all of last week pretty much, is the Focus playlists on Spotify. It's the like genre called Focus and then I listen to I think it's called Peaceful Piano and there's also like Study Zone or something which I also listen to. Those two are my favourites. And they're just really nice if you are working, like if I'm doing something on my laptop or like, I was doing it when I was looking up some research for this podcast and mm. I was just listening to the piano playlist and it's really nice because you have that noise in the background to keep you going but it's not going to distract you. You know, I yeah, find that yeah. if you're listening to your own playlist you get distracted because you just want to boogie. So I've been loving those and I've also been loving a book which my friend India gave to me so shout out to India. So it's called The Power and it's by Naomi Alderman. I think I pronounced that right. And I'm only like a third, maybe even a quarter way through it. And I am loving this book. So I'll read you guys the blurb. All over the world, women are discovering they have the power. With a flick of their fingers, they can inflict terrible pain, even death. (laughs) Suddenly, every man on the planet finds they've lost control. The day of the girls have have arrived, but where will it end? And so far, what I've gathered from it is it's basically a book where it's showing that all these girls around the world in different situations where they're oppressed have suddenly got this, you know, electrical power. And it's just really interesting to see how the world would play out if women who are oppressed were actually more powerful than their oppressors. Yeah. And it's a fiction, but it's just so interesting. I love fiction books that are mind-opening as well as a damn good read. Yeah, and it seems to be a bit of a commentary on society. Like, Yeah, it really is. It's really interesting. So I've been loving that. Read that at work on my breaks. Read it at night. And the last thing I've been loving is also a drink. Yeah. (laughs) Which we were like, eh? Yeah. (laughs) We didn't even set it up like, no but um so I've been loving turmeric lattes 
and I make my own mix. So mm-hmm. I put I'll put the whole recipe on our website. Yeah. So it's basically just some ginger, some turmeric, some black pepper. Oh my goodness, I can't even remember. But I will put all of the ingredients on our website. And so I'm really lucky because obviously I work as a barista, so mm-hmm. I have access to a milk steamer. Just yeah. steam it with some soy milk or coconut milk, depending on what I feel like. And it's so delicious. And I put cinnamon on top, and it's got a lot of health benefits. So the main one that I use it for is ladies. If you are out there and you're having a period <laughs> and you're just major cramps or I get really bad back pains, make yourself a trimming latte because it really helps. It's really good for anti-inflammatory. So for instance, my back's obviously inflamed. Yeah. Um, your stomach, <clears throat> if you're getting cramps, drink some turmeric or somehow get some turmeric into your diet. And I find that it really helps if I have one of those or two of them even. It really helps. So those are the things that I've been loving. Awesome. So we're going to talk about our main topic of today, which is Generation Z. You may think you're a millennial, but, but are, are you, you really? <laughs> <laughs> Most of us, I mean, if you're around mine and Jenny's age, you uh, are 18. <laughs> yeah, you are a Generation Z. You're not a millennial, which is ironic because everyone sees like teenagers, I think, for the past like five years. Every teenager is it's a millennial. But it's actually after that. Let's first define the generations. So these are just approximate dates. And what we have realized is that the generations are really defined by big major acts and kind of like social changes that have happened in the world but basically going from baby boomers so they're going to be 54 to 72 round about now generation x is going to be 39 to 53 xennials are going to be 33 to 43 millennials are going to be 24 to 38 so they're actually a lot older now than what people think mm-hmm. and then generation z which is what me and albany are they're going to be um as young as six to as old as 23. You know, everyone thinks millennials, like Netflix and all that. Mm. But, um, and yeah, that is a big part of millennials because they're still in that kind of like, at like young adult age. Mm-hmm. But really like the majority of teens, or the teens now are Generation Z. So they're exactly. after that. The thing that defines the generations is usually an event or yeah, like Danny said, a social change or just like a change in characteristics, you know, yeah. a change in how we are. So it said, and I found this, which I found quite interesting was mm. The change for us that kind of cut us from the millennials is 9-11. So it yeah. said that people who were born in 1996, I believe, don't remember 9-11. And I find that true. I don't remember 9-11. Yeah, we don't. We're just too young we're to too really... We're too young to have remembered that big event. And it was such a big event. And so it said that if you don't remember that, then that is what defines you as a Generation Z in rather comparison than to a millennial. Yeah. yeah. And that's I think that's the best way to measure it as well. Mm. Measure the... Because that's obviously a big point that changed a lot of things. 9-11 and yep. stuff, yeah. Yeah, and so another thing is, what is our generation, you know? What are our characteristics? Because there is so much research out there defining us and showing different research. And me and Danny have been looking through a lot. And it's really interesting. Like I can yeah. kind of relate to quite a lot of it. And I think that, yeah, like I can see that in this generation and our peers. So we'll read over some of the ones that we have found interesting yeah so the first you know there are obviously positives and negatives to each generation um just some of the positives that have been brought up online is that in general um generation z generation z or it can also be called igens mm. so yeah don't get hopefully that doesn't confuse anyone too much um is that we are more tolerant of different cultures and uh, sexual orientations and races than previous mm. generations. Mm-hmm. I yep. think we're more accepting. Yeah, I think that's true. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, it is the youth that is always wanting to go and 
creating these organisations and creating social change. I think that our generation is very aware of what is going on in the world mm. and that it's not fair to treat people differently yeah. and we, um, because of things such as their culture or their sexual orientation or their race. Yeah, yeah. and we fed up with it. We're just like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the youth gets frustrated, especially their parents or the older authorities being like, why haven't you done anything? Or like, why? Yeah. You know, I feel like that's a common thing. Like, teachers, you know, why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're really questioning. And... um they're willing to put themselves out on the line more because it's getting very desperate. Things are escalating. Another positive that has been said about iGens is that in high school, they're less likely to take drugs and drink and less teen pregnancies. So this is so interesting because I feel like the older generation is saying, like, we're getting worse. We're worse than mm. them and we're more rebellious and we're doing worse drugs and worse yep. blah, 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 And it's like a whole crisis. It is. But the facts are is that that generation was actually the one that was rebelling, you know, even more. More than us. And I think that one of the reasons that this could be is because our generation has lived a whole life with technology mm. and therefore our rebelling stages, <laughs> which isn't actually that much, is being put online for everyone to see. So therefore, it seems as though there it's is worse. more of yeah. this and it's worse. But in reality, it's just because we're broadcasting it for the whole world to see. Yeah. Um, but it actually Through doesn't media. happen that much. No. Obviously, it does happen. Mm. I think it'll always happen. There'll always yep. be it's that kind of stuff. But I think as well, like because lots of campaigns are against you know, taking drugs and obviously drink driving and stuff like that and kind of about binge drinking as well, mm-hmm. in New Zealand has lessened that kind of culture as well. I think we, we've grown up especially protected mm. as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we grew up with more supervision because we're more likely to have like a stable at-home parent while we're growing Mm. up because of things like the government giving, you know, pay to parents. And I think that the technology has really, really affected our generation. Say you say that most people will easily stay up till 2am using our phones and going on social media, which is so true. Yeah, it's a typical generation. Yeah, yeah, even if you don't want to do it and you try to go to bed earlier, I feel like it's very easy to do. Mm. It's a lot easier to stay up on your phone rather than going to bed straight away and forcing yourself to go to sleep because there's so many content that we now uh, have access to yeah. and lots of our like niche interests and stuff exactly. so i mean there's a lot of positives to it like i mean we're always like we're learning so much and mm. we're able to stay in contact with people that aren't around all the yeah. time but obviously there are downfalls of it like lack of sleep and kind of the social expectations that are given through social media yeah, yeah. which kind of ties into that i feel like our generation is you know we feel a lot more lonely and not as much needed because every so focused on their phone rather than our peers and our and families and our friends and genuine interactions one-on-one yeah. yeah but i think you know, we get a lot of slack for technology and millennials do as well for being on their phones all the time but that's not true i think with our generation there will come a point in time where people realize that balance is so important and people are mm-hmm. realizing that also from the article that we got a lot of information from it brings up the point that millennials were raised to think that they were special and that they could become anything that they dreamed of. And then after they had graduated, they found out that the baby boomer generation had let millions of jobs slip. So they were too optimistic and then they had a harsh reality when they went out there and tried to make it in the real world. Their dreams were crushed. Yeah, their dreams were crushed. Whereas iGens, Generation Z, you know, we've seen this. We've seen this happen. We've seen the problems 
you know, with being too optimistic and we're more realistic and that this is saying that we are far more cautious and less naive. I think our generation is picking jobs and picking degrees that will set them up for success in the real world. And jobs that actually need to be filled and not just boring jobs like a cleaner. They still have dreams, they still want to do something great for the world. However, we're just a lot more cautious. We're seeing the reality for what it is. Another one of the main things that we've kind of seen about this generation is that we want to make a difference in this world. We, which I think is so true. People, and maybe it's just because these issues are so up our throats now that we need to be doing something about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, we are a very inspiring and motivated generation and we're still young, so we still have a lot of time to do this, but we want to change the world. Yeah, and we've seen that with the kids from Parklands and them are advocating against gun violence. You know, we mm-hmm. see that. They're our age. Those kids are our age. Yeah, and they're we still see, so young. Yeah, and they've got such a strong drive and I think it mm-hmm. sets off a really great tone for young people all over the world mm-hmm. to look at their country and think about you know what is actually needs to be changed mm-hmm. and, and what needs light shed on it yeah yeah and like you can see it and all the protests as well like that kind of ties into the fact that we're accepting we want to change these stereotypes as well to be like well no this isn't okay we shouldn't be treating people like this and people deserve human rights and this is how we're going to start treating mm-hmm. them and yeah i feel like our generation is a lot more accepting and a lot more tolerant and another way is and this is maybe the most one that is so up our throats that we need to do something about it but the environment a lot of us are a lot more environmentally friendly and me and Danny were saying how you know back in the 70s and stuff when this first started becoming something to care about and something that people want to change they were all seen as like hippies and stuff but as these days everyone especially in this generation I feel has got a little bit of hippie in them yeah hippie in them because they're wanting to try and help the environment yeah, and we've reached a point now where if we don't do anything, it's just going to be irreparable. Irreparable, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And yeah, like everyone is accepting to do it as well, even if that's not their main passion to help the environment. If you say, oh, like, you shouldn't have a plastic bag for one thing, you should just mm. pick it up. They're like, oh, yeah, that's so true because it saves the environment. Exactly. Everyone is acknowledging it, that it's an issue versus back in the day where being like oh it's not a problem it's not a problem why do we need to think about this it's more convenient that is another main thing that we are doing as a generation trying to change the world and on the flip side like thanks to technology people are uh, young people are able to get together about an issue that they want to fight against and use those forums to speak their mind and even young YouTubers they are Mm. out there speaking their mind there are so many influential YouTubers or Instagrams podcasters (laughs) there are so many people out there in the media using this to their advantage I think thanks to platforms like YouTube and and the podcasting um, and stuff like that it gives individuals the opportunities to reach people without having to be part of a company or a corporation Mm, mm -hmm. it's really an independent way to do it and I think it's awesome seeing people make it successful as well making actual jobs out of it and reaching people and hopefully you know we just hope that people are using these kinds of independent platforms in a positive way yeah and spreading a good message yeah whether it be what we've just talked about you know the environment people changing actual laws such Mm. as the gun laws or people you know wanting to change people's opinions on how everyone is equal no matter what it is I just think using these platforms especially when you have all these followers to spread a good message is so important and you can see so many people doing it which is really cool I think our generation is also more aware of the brands that they're putting their money into and what 
they're about. There's another way that people are wanting to try and change. Fast fashion is a major thing and people are really getting more into what they're buying and even if they are still buying from all these brands who maybe aren't so good on the ethical side, they're aware of it. And I think that's a big thing. Even if people are still acting in a way that maybe doesn't 100% align with these values, they are aware of it. And that's one thing that's really big with this generation is that we are aware. Yeah. And then we are then taking the next step to do something about it. And changing their habits. It's why education is everything. Like, you're knowing that information about the brands, you know, will lead you to take action to, mm-hmm. you know, either support them or not support them if they don't if they don't align with their values. And I think well, our generation is big on values and yeah. the bigger picture. Yeah, 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 definitely. It also says that we are more global. This quote, which I think is really cool, is kids today have more in common with their global peers than they do with adults in their own country. What this is trying to talk about is that we aren't confided in our country and it's making mm. it more of a global society. I really enjoy this Time article about how Generation Z will change the world. This is more about the US, but I think it's still applicable. It's talking about how Generation Z, they'll account for a third of the US population. We are now becoming the majority in in America. Alright, on to the next segment. So for our spot of the week this week, we've decided on the Habitat for Humanity Restore, which is a bit of a mouthful there, but um yeah. it's a second hand store located here in Good Old Christchurch. I believe there's two, but the main one is in the city centre. It's on 189 Waltham Road. You can just look it up on Google. It's just this massive store with all these secondhand things. The restore has pretty much everything you yeah, need. Anything. Everything. Yeah. When I first moved out it was my second home. If you're about to move out, about to go flitting, definitely go check it out if you need some stuff. They have a whole section for kitchenware, mm. a whole section for like gardening and kind of outdoorsy stuff. They also have actual furniture as well as like paintings, CDs, media. They actually have a whole section for clothes as well, as well as art to crafts. And they also have a little section for like jewellery as well as appliances like microwaves. They have fridges occasionally. So they literally have everything. By going here, you can easily find something. First off, it's pre-loved. So Mm. you're helping the whole recycling crisis. You're not buying anything that has just been made a billion times and it's probably going to be ending up in landfill by buying here as well you're also helping out with the whole ethical crisis mm. because even though it's not a fully ethical brand you are buying off someone who is just secondhand versus say Kmart who is not using ethical practices and they're not treating their workers right and the environment that their workers are in and not correct I had a little bit of a look on their website because I know that the Habitat resource started actually in the US and I think it was the late 80s. I found this little quote on their website which kind of sums it up for you. So it just says, The concept centred on those in need of adequate shelter working side by side with volunteers to build decent, affordable houses. This couple started off the resort in the US and the profits went to building shelters and affordable houses for people who couldn't afford it themselves yeah that's just like a little bit about the resource it's definitely a cool place it's got some really funky items mm, definitely. people are there and everything is really cheap and you can find such cool pieces as well like i always love secondhand shopping and when you find something you really like it's just it's such a treasure because you yep. really like had to hunt for it and yep. stuff yeah it's gonna be unique that is um our spot of the week sneaky shout out we'll go over again what a sneaky shout out is it's when me and albany will pick someone or a group uh, that are doing great things and that we think needs promotion. 
So for this week, I chose uh, an Instagram. Uh, it's at curvy underscore berry 101. So uh, it's run by a girl called Maddie. She lives up in Wellington. Um, and the Instagram account is promoting body positivity. So I had a bit of a chat to her saying that I loved her account and she says that she started it because she struggled with body positivity since she was really young. She's only really now learning to love her body and she just wants to spread that message. And she thinks, you know, everyone deserves to love their bodies, which obviously we agree with. I just think, you know, this kind of social media is combating you know, the accounts that lots of people are following that make them feel bad about themselves, you know, following models or you know, celebrities and stuff who set a standard that, that shouldn't be there. It's unreal. The standards that are set, especially for girls, but there are standards for men that are un unattainable and accounts like this that are just you know really open and just showing how much that she loves her body and she wants you know everyone else to is just a positive thing all around mm. and I think it's really important to spread the message of love your body for what it is yeah and yeah like you were saying with the whole celebrities accounts and the models accounts and it can get really unhealthy for you know young girls to be following these accounts and think that they're not good enough so accounts like these are really amazing in showing that you can love yourself no matter who you are yeah and it helps you sh shift your perspective on what is what is beautiful it's yeah because everyone is beautiful no matter what you're always going to be beautiful and this kind of account really shines that so well done maddie so again uh that instagram account is at curvy underscore berry 101 so curvy is c-u-r-v-y and berry is b-e-r-r-y and we're going to be posting one of her photos on our instagram so if you follow us on our instagram you'll see that and we'll tag her and everything so you can go check her and follow yeah again our instagram is at chats for change podcast <laughs>